brought to you by CGTN Europe. I'm Stephen Cole. Welcome to the Agenda podcast. Of all the sectors most affected by the COVID-19 pandemic, the airline industry might have had it the hardest. Hundreds of thousands of jobs have been cut or furloughed, with billions of lost revenue in what the head of the industry's trade body, IATA, has described as the gravest crisis aviation has ever faced. Today on the podcast, we have an exclusive interview with Akbar Albaka, the CEO of Qatar Airways. He explains to us how his airline has dealt with the COVID-19 pandemic and how he thinks the airline industry as a whole will operate in the future. What changes do you think we can expect to see in post-pandemic aviation? There will be a massive sea change in uh, how the airlines are going to operate in the future. I don't think that uh, the damage this uh, pandemic has done to the aviation industry will be recovered very quickly and it will be a new normal. It will not be any more like the way we used to travel and uh, travel in a way that everybody was uh, confident, everybody was relaxed. Uh, there will always be some kind of, uh, uh, you know, a question mark in people's mind, especially when they are sitting next to strangers that they didn't know. Because this uh, virus is not going to disappear. It's going to stay with us. And uh, people will have to adjust to and the new fact of life. What will the new normal look like for Qatar Airways? Well, the new normal now is uh, masks, gloves, face shield. Uh, of course, there is now a demand of uh, social distancing, which really in an aeroplane is not possible. Uh, there will be more stringent uh, uh, temperature checks. And I think that in the near future, the near future, there will be a requirement for a health certificate. People will have to carry a kind of a document which will prove that either they have been inoculated or they are uh, uh, free from this, uh, this virus. Well, that would make perfect sense. Um, I'll come back to that uh, question, but I want to sort of say Europe's biggest aerospace group, uh, you've seen this, I'm sure, Airbus is cutting up to 15,000 jobs. Now, that's a very big blow, especially for those people who will be unemployed. But what does it say about the long-term viability of the aircraft industry? It is the survival of their company. Every company is uh, uh, laying off people, uh, making people redundant because uh, the, the industry has shrank. And it has shrank in a way that has never happened before. So people have to accept that uh, they will be laid off for the survival of the company. And I'm, I'm glad that Airbus is doing this because uh, they were still, uh, in my opinion, were very optimistic in the way they were producing airplanes. And I'm glad that they have cut their production uh, by nearly 60% because people have to get real that uh, there is no more uh, aircraft orders, no more aircraft deliveries that they expected in the past. Boeing and Airbus was competing with each other to see who will uh, deliver the most number of airplanes. That's not going to happen. And that's not going to happen for a long time to come. So it is very important for the survival of their uh, 
their companies that they have to do this very painful action. Every CEO, every head of a company is the worst thing for them to do is to tell people that we are going to lay, lay you off. But that is now the new fact and people have to live with it. What is also very important is for the aircraft manufacturers to make sure that they can sustain the supply chain. It is good what they will do to cut their employees and their staff and reduce their production, but they also have to keep an eye on the supply chain because there are very limited uh, um, companies that supply both Airbus and Boeing for important components of the airplanes. And if they also go under, then you know that uh, they will be in doldrums for a long time to come before they can reinvigorate the supply chain. The chief executive uh, of Airbus has been quoted as saying this is the gravest crisis the industry has ever faced. Uh, is, uh, would you first of all agree with him on that? And two, is there any kind of quick fix for it? I absolutely agree with him. Something like this has never happened. And once we recover from this, something like this may not happen again because we have learned our lesson to be prepared for the worst always. But the issue over here is that uh, I, I really don't know when are we going to be able to come out of this uh, huge problem in our industry. I hope it will be uh, sooner than later. I know that some people are very uh, uh, optimistic, but I'm not as optimis optimistic as them. I think that we will have to uh, live with what we have uh, capacity-wise for the time being. So, Mr. Albaca, what is the plan for onboard social distancing? What kind of experience can passengers expect when they get on the plane? Absolutely, you will not have social distancing on aeroplanes. Uh, anybody that talks about social distancing need to realize that they are going to double their operational cost. And therefore, it is not possible. The only thing you can do is to take as much precaution as possible. And this is why on Qatar Airways, we provide you with masks, gloves, uh, sanitizers. We are the one of the two airlines in the world that is supplying uh, face shields as uh, mandatory to wear on uh, on uh, on Qatar Airways economic class. Though in a business class it may not be necessary once you settle down on your seat because uh, the way our uh, premium cabin is structured, you are all already socially distanced. Uh, what would happen is that uh, people will have to accept that uh, they will have to be next to somebody. Uh, in Qatar Airways, when our load factors are uh, low, we seat people with social distancing. But even at that time, you will see that people get up from their seats and go and sit next to their friends. So it is very difficult to, to implement social distancing on an aeroplane. What about the air people are breathing on board the planes? People are worried that the air conditioning will circulate a bug or germs. Actually, that is not the case. The, the air circulation in the aeroplane is the safest air circulation that you'll have. With the, with the HEPA filters that are now on all modern aeroplanes, and you know Qatar Airways average fleetage is just five years, all our aircraft are uh, equipped with such filters which will uh, 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 kill 99.9% .9 of all uh, uh, the bacteria and germs that is uh, in the air circulation of an aeroplane. Okay, let's go back to the future to put your thinking cap on. 
Which, which do you think would recover faster, the short haul or long haul, the economy flights, business flights? What impact has been greatest on Qatar Airways? Certainly, I think the short haul uh, will recover faster because the short haul will be uh, domestic flights, which uh, people will have more confidence to take. The long haul flights will take longer. However, uh, as far as Qatar Airways is concerned, we see that our load factors on long haul flights are also rapidly rising as soon as the airports are open and the governments are relaxing the, uh, the lockdown. So do you have, can you see at the moment, because you are an optimistic man and very positive about the aviation, aviation industry, uh, how soon do you think we could get back to some kind of uh, normality? Uh, and how soon could you start being positive about the airline industry? First of all, I'm very optimistic about Qatar Airways. It will take between three and five years for the airline to come back to the 2019 levels. And uh, which means when you calculate it on the growth of the, the airline, uh, you are actually not growing because this five years or three years, whatever it may be, you have lost the opportunity of growth. And you know, when you look at airlines, for example, like Qatar Airways, that was growing 20% year on year compounded, we have lost nearly 60% of our capacity growth, which is uh, financially uh, very painful. And have you uh, had to make people redundant to let people go? Yes, we are uh, making people redundant. You know, when we are grounding nearly 20% of our fleet, we have 20% extra staff that are uh, catering for those 20% grounded aeroplanes. So we have to lay people off, uh, but we are doing it with dignity, with respect, with compassion. And one thing we are going to do, which other airlines will not do, once we start recruiting again, as uh, the airline starts growing again, we will give priority to these people that we made redundant to come back uh, and work in the airline again. And Lastly, have global governments done enough to help the global aviation industry? No, I don't think uh, that they have. Several countries which rely heavily on both their airport as a hub and their airline as a, a, an important economic tool haven't gone to the aid of their airlines as they need to do. But some wise governments have. And I really... Uh, admire those governments that realize the, the importance and the value aviation brings uh, to their economies. How have you felt personally, Anabaka, uh, about this crisis? Because this is probably the biggest crisis you've ever faced. Uh, and you've been leading in the aviation industry for some time now. How, how would you describe your feelings and uh, what has been happening to the people and the businesses and the airplanes around you? Inside me, I'm devastated, but I have to put a brave face to make sure that my uh, staff and my colleagues that have built this airline uh, so well don't get uh, disheartened and lose confidence. We always have to keep our chin up, and even at the time of uh, uh, such a situation that is so difficult, for any CEO to, uh, to, uh, to expect or to accept 
uh, I think uh, it's uh, one of the, the worst things that can happen. You know, we built this airline uh, to where it is. I'm not one of those CEOs that inherited something. We, we created it. So it is very difficult to see airplanes standing on the ground uh, in long-term storage. I hope that uh, the period I told you will take to recover uh, would be wrong and that we will be able to recover faster. So I can give the people that I laid off their jobs back. That brings us to the end of another edition of The Agenda. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher and Spotify. You can also find us on CGTN Europe Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. The most interesting questions. Are there other living beings beyond Earth? Will man or machine be in charge? Great question. Always have more than one answer. Well, hold on, uh, let me just draw up a list. And always come from more than one person. That's where the credibility lies. The concept of having a machinery which is alive and evolving didn't wait for us. The end of inequality of incomes and wealth around the world, can you imagine how difficult that is at the moment to achieve? Every episode, Stephen Cole, Murray Beveridge, and some of the brightest minds out there shed light on the answers to some of the most intriguing questions. There are two ways of looking at this. Machines can't really discriminate between civilian and military targets. The Answers Project. Maybe we need to just look at this in a bit more detail. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. The Answers Project, a new podcast from CGTN Europe.